We made it to the end of the year, folks. Episode 37, the final episode of 2023. In this episode, we basically, now this is a longer episode, folks. This episode is about an hour and 40-some minutes. We go through every episode, not in a lot in details. As some episodes we go through go into a little more detail than others. But we kind of give you a recap of the last previous from from episode one to episode 36. The one you're listening to is episode 37. This is the last one of 2023. So we are looking forward to, you know, doing this with you folks. And sorry, little technical difficulty there. But uh we're looking forward to this episode. It gives you a recap of everything. Maybe remind you of an episode that maybe you liked and you want to re- uh, listen to, or maybe you missed an episode and you know, you want to go and listen to it. So 2023 is done. 2024 is almost here folks. Thank you for sticking with and say it with me folks. Say it with me. Let's get this show on the tracks. Well, here we are, episode 37, and yes, this is the last one of 2023, so we can technically call this the uh, the New Year's episode, and you may be wondering, okay, 37, that's kind of an odd number. Well, you're going to be right with that. Uh, the reason being is, um, if you haven't paid attention, we didn't start. Our very first episode was published April 28th. So, beings that it was published April 28th, and then actually our second one because we were new to the whole podcast thing and and uh, getting everything set up, that our second podcast actually came out on the 29th of April. So, we had messed up on scheduling it whatever but um so yeah 37 it like I said it seems like it's a little bit odd of a number but considering we didn't start till the end of april uh you know that's where we're at so but yes the last episode of 2023 we made it through and we are going to like we said in our intro we are just going to kind of go through and I want to say every episode, but we are just going to kind of go through these. And and I'm actually going to tell you, I guess, you know, I guess my favorite episodes, maybe point them out or or whatever. And we're just going to kind of go over a little bit um, of what they are. So maybe if you're listening to this and and you haven't been through all the episodes yet, uh, you can go back and find them and listen to them, download it, whatever you do. But if maybe you have listened to every episode and you just you happen to remember, okay, I remember this one I want to go back and listen to. And 
but you forgot or you don't remember what episode, that kind of thing. Well, this will be your reminder. So, and we've actually got some really, really good ideas coming into the new year for this podcast. So let's go ahead and get started. So episode one was, that was, and what's funny is, is that episode, I had literally just got back into model railroading. Um, I had, I'd been doing my research for roughly six months or so before that, of like updated times, if you will, that uh, of the hobby so that I had an idea coming back. Okay. What has changed? What hasn't changed? And, you know, um, you know, is there a new style of track out or, you know, new DCC system or whatever, you know, and it wasn't really until the beginning or middle of April that, uh, actually the beginning of April, I started my subscription. Actually, it may, it may have been March that I started my subscription to model railroader and which I've had off and on throughout the years. Uh, but I should say re-subscribe to them and, you know, got that first episode in or uh, I shouldn't say episode issue in. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you get that fire burning, you know, hey, like a little kid in a candy store or in a train shop in that in this aspect. And then you dive in and it's like, holy cow, um, this the prices of everything. Well, not just model roading, but everything have gone up dramatically in the 12, 15 years since. Uh, since I've been in this hobby or should say since I left it and came back. And so I'm like, Oh, this is going to take me. Not that I expected it to be done overnight or in a few weekends, but uh, you know, this is probably going to take me a little longer than I had expected to build because of the cost of everything. So I'm like, reading and, and you know and I started getting the bench work I got everything done that the the girlfriend the CEO of the Iowa Eastern Railroad <clears throat> and a big supporter of what I do uh boss lady and you know I got done what she wanted done in the basement before I started the railroad and so it was off to the races well I started it and then it's like oh okay well you know, I mean, in a sense, hit a brick wall because, well, that didn't go very far when, you know, I'm limited budget like most model railroaders. So, um, so yeah, I had one day, I don't, I had it off. I must have had a doctor's appointment or something. And I'm like, you know, what about doing a podcast? Nothing against anybody else's podcast. You know, everybody's got their own way, but I wanted to give, I guess, I wanted to do a podcast and give you guys, uh, content that was from a normal guy, regular guy point of view, you know, um, you know, not a master model railroader. Uh, yes, I've been in the NR NMRA in the past and so on and so forth. And, and, you know, I'm a big supporter of it, but you know, Hey, I don't do everything how the traditional model railroader does it. And, you know, I wanted to, I guess, present a non-judgmental kind of podcast so somebody coming in they wouldn't coming into the hobby would not be intimidated maybe so much and they had a place they could go to get information without 
you know, uh, worrying or feeling like they're going, they're either burdening somebody or, or worrying about getting attacked from, um, all the naysayers or whatever you want to call them in all these groups. And unfortunately that's, there's a lot of them out there in the Facebook world, at least a lot of the groups I'm in, you know, somebody will put something up, they're new to the hobby or they're young, or they just don't, they don't have the experience and they're proud or they're happy of what they've done. And, and whether it's painting a locomotive or a car or track work or whatever, and Oh my God, some of these people get attacked in such a horrible way. And, you know, and it's like they're new or that's all they know, or that's all they can afford. And, and they've only got, you know, maybe they've only got certain time or whatever. And okay. Yeah. To most model railroad standards, model railroader standards, it wouldn't pass, but that's where, and I learned this from, uh, the guy, Steve Brown, who's on YouTube. Plus he's been, he's on the model railroad or video plus side. He has some videos on there too, where he always kept in his videos. He says, it's my railroad. And I really, really like that. So I, you know, and this is me giving credit, him the credit for this. That's where the only thing I did was I twisted it. And you've noticed all the way along here, I promoted it's your railroad in the end. It doesn't matter what I say or my theory or thoughts or the way I do things or anybody else. All that matters is you right now who is listening to this and what you want to do and what makes you happy with this hobby. It's your railroad. Don't let anybody else steer you away. Now, having said that, that doesn't mean, you know, you know, keep an open mind, obviously, because, you know, maybe you are newer, maybe they're techniques. And, and I know there's techniques that when you're new to the hobby and heck, even coming back into the hobby, there's techniques that you don't know, or maybe you've forgotten or you don't remember. So be able to distinguish between the, well, I'll call them out right now, the putzes and the morons that, you know, they're not happy with what they do. So they have to try to make everybody else unhappy with their negative comments. And it's your railroad do what you feel and what makes you, what you feel right makes you happy. So that's where episode one came in. I was at home one day and like I said, I pretty much was, I'm, I'm pretty sure I had, I, I took the day off cause I work like 45 minutes away from home. And my, unfortunately my doctor's appointments, most of the time I can't get them until like 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. And I'm not going to drive to work for like two hours, you know, drive, an hour and a half to and from work for two hours and then go to my doctor appointment and then drive another hour and a half. You know, it's just, it's easier to use a vacation day. So I'm, you know, excited, all excited, which I still am. Don't get me wrong about model railroading, but at that time, the new beginner or not beginner, but the, the coming back into it, excited and let's do a podcast. So the first one, yeah, I'm like, eh, this is easy. I don't know if I'll put, I'm just going to put it out there. What the heck, you know? It was literally recorded on my Galaxy S21 Plus, and uh, and nothing fancy, no extra mic. It was sitting. I I had I recorded several times. Um, I found out like it had to, I had to have my leg in a certain position and have it sitting on my leg to make sure it wasn't too loud or too soft and. <laughs> that kind of thing. So that's where like the first, I want to say episode one, two, three, maybe four. I don't remember. 
um, were all done straight on my phone. I know of at least the first two were, and I just kind of winged it. Now I'm not looking for a pat on the back or anything like that. No. Um, but I just kind of winged it and I'm like, eh, whatever, you know? And then as it, you know, and it was just an introduction to who I was and what, you know, uh, who I am and basically the stuff I've told you all along in this podcast. And I like, I, I sometimes go back and listen to the first couple episodes, uh, or I should say the first few episodes because it helps, it helps me, my vision of where I be, where I come from as far as this podcast, because everybody starts somewhere just like in the hobby. You know, me looking back when I was a kid, you know, in comparison here, me looking back when I was a kid and, and most of us can relate to this. You're looking at your, uh, you know, your life when you got that train first train set. And it's like back then it, it was the absolute coolest thing. And then you look at maybe you're a fine scale modeler now where you have super detailed cars and locomotives and a layout and stuff looking back. I mean, just take a second and look back on it and be like, you know, at whatever point, and it's, you don't even have to be necessarily a super detailing, you know, a, a detailed layout. Maybe you like the toy train look, but you know, either way, wherever you're at in your modeling right now, even if you just started like, or, or got back into it, like I did, you know, nine months, 10 months ago, or just started and look where, you know, just stop and, and think, look where, when you got back into it or got into it and compared to where you are right now. I know it's pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, the first one was just a simple introduction and general talk, you know, um, then I went into, because, uh, I've stated this before, and then I decided it was conflict of interest. I had actually, I started my own model railroad business, just retail business. And in no way, shape or form was I really using this podcast or thinking, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to use the podcast to promote my uh model railroad business even though it was brought up and stuff um i did eventually get away from that because ultimately this is this takes precedence this podcast the videos stuff like that takes precedence over uh the model railroad business the model railroad business is just the side gig thing that honestly i could care less if you know i could take it or leave it i should say um if it takes off or not so um but anyways i knew coming back in I wanted to go Digitracks just because that's what I was familiar with. And that's where episode two came about was knowing, okay, I had already purchased some locomotives and I knew I was going to uh, go DCC. So since I had just recently become a Digitracks dealer at that time, um, and no, I'm going to try my hardest in this episode to not tell you my, um, model railroad business name, just because I don't want that. I don't want that to be what this is about. But anyways, I just become a Digitrax dealer. So I'm like, sweet. You know, that was a, one of my goals of, I guess the business side is to become, you know, official Digitrax dealer because I, I personally taken the business out of it. Um, I've always, since I've years ago had model railroads, I've, and Digitrax been around, I've been in DCC and I've always liked Digitracks, nothing against like MRC or, or, um, I, I can never remember all of them. Um, all the big names, you know, nothing against them. I just, Digitracks is, I like, them, you know, and Hey, it's my railroad, right? <laughs> but anyways, um, so I thought, you know, that's a good way I'm getting back in. That's, that's, 
episode two is, you know, this is for the new people. Let's, let's take this journey together of, you know, okay, well, I'm, I'm getting back in. Maybe somebody else is getting back in. Maybe they're new to the hobby, whatever, you know, so that's, that kind of talks the difference between them. Um, and then we move from there into episode three, which was stages of building a model railroad. And we actually did our first uh, product reviews. It was kind of like a product slash um, website preview. Um, we talked about the different stages of building a model railroad and like, you know, the bench work and track work and planning and wiring and all that stuff. And now, mind you, at that point, <clears throat> and I don't remember exactly, but I had just started mine. So it was coming from somebody who, yes, I've built railroads in the past, model railroads in the past. And um, six, uh, my last one was a, I would consider a successful operating railroad that I had operators come over and we operated and had a good time. And it was for the most part, hundred percent, nothing is ever a hundred percent. I want to say it was probably 90, 85, 90% scenic. So it was, you know, before it was torn down, but that was 12, 13, 15 years ago, whatever it was. We're now in 2023 and I'm getting back into it. Okay. What's, you know, I I'm doing my research. What's changed is, you know, I know Woodland Scenics is still around. They still make their stuff, but is there something new, late, great, whatever. And that's what that episode kind of talks about. Now, the review on that, which I still actually go to this website today, and I've probably purchased, oh, I want to say at least a third, if not closer to half of their their building download kits, and that's modelbuildings.org. Um, I learned about that from Steve Brown um, from uh, it's my railroad on YouTube because he used them on his end scale. And I went to it and, you know, originally when I did this, I had, I had went to their website and I'm like, you know, the price was right. I don't know what buildings I'm going to need or want for my railroad. And I didn't feel like spending a crap ton of money on buildings and then, okay, this kit's not going to work or this kit's not going to work or these are paper. You print them off stick them to cardboard, put them together and you get yourself a railroad easy enough to change, whatever I can throw them in Photoshop and change the, uh, signs or whatever. So I started there and I still am downloading some of them today, uh, purchasing from them. So, uh, yeah, uh, check them out modelbuildings.org. But anyways, uh, plug for them, but, um, I really do like their buildings. Um, uh, so then Episode four moved into, and this episode four was general discussion on bench work. So we, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I had just got done doing my first batch of bench work. And, um, up to this point where I'm at, like recording this right now, I have tried different, uh, two or three different styles of bench work and done it, those styles, different ways with what I had at the time. But I had just got done doing my first few sections of bench work and I wanted to share my experience with those that are either coming back in the hobby or new to the hobby and stuff like that. And we had actually received an email at that time and which for episode for only having four episodes out, uh, that was really, really great. And, 
And if, if anybody has reached out to us or emailed us and you're listening to this still, those that have reached out, thank you, thank you, thank you, and continue to reach out. Um, we love getting the emails and the responses and stuff, whether they're, they're positive or negative, whatever, I don't care. Um, I know I've learned from them. Like, uh, and I'll say this right now, like the verbal pauses saying, um, or ah, I try, I really do try my hardest to not use them as much. However, you know, sometimes we're a creature of habit. So, uh, but yeah, I had the listener email. We talked about that. Now, episode five, we, I gave you an update on my layout, which at that point in time, me looking back at it right now is like, oh, well, that, that layout update really wasn't that big of a deal. But, you know, hey, you know, sometimes you need stuff to, to fill in the uh, dead space. Okay. We talked about that, basics of wiring. And actually at that time, I, I'd like to side note this, about that time is when I was looking at and I was going to uh, the Model Railroad Club that I was looking at joining, the Quad City Society of Model Engineers. And unfortunately, because of health issues and time constraints, I'm not able to, at that time, I, I, I still think about possibly joining them one day, but I just, my time just doesn't allow for it, but I was, I was going through that and I had actually learned there was a guy there that, um, really cool dude, um, named Ken. And I actually learned some techniques from him, helping him pull wire for their, this big club layout and stuff. So we, we had the basics of wiring in episode five, which is some of that was, and then talked about switching scales because at that point in time, I was actually thinking I had bought a few HO scale locomotives and a few HO scale, or I should say, I think it was two HO scale locomotives off of eBay or whatever. And I bought a few cars and a few sections of flex track in HO scale. And I'm, I started thinking, okay, let's, you know, maybe I might want to switch to N scale because I'm limited on my space. I don't have the space like I had in my old railroad. And I know a lot of people that have done end scale and they are extremely happy with it. However, I know I'm getting older. I'm getting close to 50. I'm, I've got a few years left, two and a half years left, but you know, I'm getting there. I know my vision's not as good. And my hand, you know, uh, I'm a, a former truck driver. Now I work on trucks and trailers, you know, semi trucks and trailers. And I know doing that day in and day out. There's days I come home. I it's my hands are feeling it, my arms and stuff. I don't have that steadiness like I used to. So that's where that episode kind of came from for switching scales and stuff. And then we did a review of trains.com because I had recently, I'd been on that actually about a month, month and a half. Um, I want to say it was like my second episode or second, uh, subscription uh magazine of model railroader that got me out of that i went and looked at it and i paid for the year and i loved it i love it i still i don't use it as often now but i do go back to it and i watch either rewatch videos or try to look something up and it's great um so check them out it's not a bad gig if you can uh, can fit it into your model railroad budget but trains.com their annual unlimited subscription whatever it is so and we had a buddy of mine that I actually work with, Robert Moore, on with us, if you remember that one. Um, 
he had reached out to me once he, I posted this on Facebook, him and I were friends on Facebook. And then when he seen, I was, you know, about model railroading and he's like, Hey, I like trains. You like train, you know, that kind of thing. That's kind of one of them things we we were friends. We talked several times at work, but you know, it's like, you never talk about trains, you know? So, and then we went to episode six, planning operations in your layout and the reason that was brought up is because I knew building my railroad, I wanted, and, and when I say operating railroad, I don't mean like, okay, the trains are moving. I want an operating layout in the end to have one or two people maybe come over and we do operating sessions. We move cars from this yard to this yard and to industries and give them a purpose for movement and being on the railroad. And that's where that really came was because I was early enough in my railroad build that I needed to kind of start thinking about that before I really got too in depth and permanent um, track laying is not permanent, but you know what I mean? Actually laid the track down. And because once you lay your track down, if, especially if you do it like I do the construction adhesive and stuff like that, you, you you've got about a 60% chance of saving a section of track or, or a turnout and whatnot. But there's also that chance, you know, you're going to destroy it or part of it. And so that's why that, where that episode came from was, you know, plan, try to plan if you're going to operate or just run trains in a circle, you know, either way is fine, but you kind of got to plan that ahead of time. And then we talked about using metal wheels versus plastic wheels. And I know later in some later episodes, we more recently have talked about that. Um, but, um, metal wheels versus plastic wheels. So I still use metal wheels today. I recently just ran out of my Intermountain metal wheel sets that I had from my old railroad. I had, I don't, I couldn't tell you how many I had, but I also don't have, I've got a lot more cars on my railroad now, but at one point I think I only had like 20 or 25 and when I got those, some of them had metal wheels. So I had enough just to get by, but then I, I'd never used the KD metal wheel set. So I recently had ordered some of those in, um, and that comes from me, you know, fortunately I'm a KD dealer as well. So, um, I was able to order in bulk and whatnot and I got them in and, um, actually I had to, you know, I have a couple of customers that wanted some of them too. That was the main reason for them. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to order them for mine because I was looking at the Intermountain ones and I love the Intermountain wheels, but my gosh, they are expensive. I don't have through one of my distributors. I don't have access to Intermountain wheels sets and stuff. And I'm looking at the prices of like a hundred pack of them or whatever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, nope, I'm not going to be doing that. But I know I wanted metal wheels. So after looking at the KD ones and stuff and I, I got some in and tried them out and you know, they're, they're not bad. I still nothing against KD. So if anybody from KD is listening to this, I love KD couplers. I love the 58s. That's what I run. I love everything KD. Um, but I still like the inner mountains. I feel the inner mountains maybe roll a tad bit better, but these KDs, they, they, they do fine. They're metal wheels. They're good metal wheels. Um, I, I guess maybe I just got to get used to them. Let's put it that way. So anyways, um, that's where that came from. So, um, yeah, we have hit six episodes already and it's been almost 
30 minutes. Well, it include the intro, you know. Um, but like we said in the intro, this is going to be a longer episode because we want to get through uh, every episode. Not necessarily in-depth detail, but uh, some of them we're going to skim right through and other ones, um, um, yeah. So stick around. We are going to take a quick break. And then when we come back from the quick break, we are going to jump in and knock out some more of our, uh, you can say first episodes, whatever you want to call it, earlier episodes, um, as we, in a sense, count down our episodes for the 2023 year before we jump into 2024 with new episodes. So stick around and we'll be back shortly. Do you have a model railroad business or does someone you know have one? Could they benefit from affordable advertising? Reach out to us at modelrailroadtalk at gmail.com. We have very affordable plans for those wanting to tell the model railroad community about their products. With over 15,000 impressions and over 1,500 listens a month on our podcast, you can easily get your name out there. So reach out to us to get started today. And we are back from our first break. Yes, folks, uh, as you may have noticed, we've only gotten through episode six. Uh, and this normally is only about a 45 minute to hour podcast. This one's going to be slightly longer, but Hey, you know what? It's the last one of 2023. So we might as well enjoy it and, um, yeah, sit here and kind of reminisce on the old pot, uh, old episodes and, uh, you know, Hey, you never know. There might be an episode you won't haven't listened to, or maybe, you know, you want to go back and re-listen. So, Moving on to episode seven, not only did we have a uh, listener email, but we talked about the pros and cons between HO scale and N scale. Um, the differences between those scales as far, uh, you know, as far as DCC as well. And that stemmed from uh, when I was getting back into the hobby. Uh, like we said before, I was debating on ho scale n scale i've done them both i enjoy both scales some i i I will won't lie there are some there is some part of me that wishes i would have went the n scale route however um, like i stated before i'm getting older my eyesight's not the best my you know i don't my my you know hands don't quite work like they used to so I'm uh, on that aspect. I'm glad I'm the HO scale. Plus you can get a little more detail. You can see the detail you put in a little better with HO scale, but uh, yeah, that was uh, episode seven kind of geared towards the beginner or, you know, maybe somebody wanting to switch, maybe you're an N scale and thinking HO or vice versa, you know, so that, that would be a good episode for you to go and listen to. Uh, Episode eight was pretty, pretty, Oh, I don't know, pretty easy, light, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we were talking about track laying ideas and the differences between the different rail heights. Now, mind you, please remember uh, a lot of what I talk about when it comes to scale specific, a lot of it's HO scale, just because that's what a bulk of my modeling has been in. 
Um, I think that's a lot like most modelers. Most modelers are HO scale unless they were in O scale or, you know, whatever scale you originally probably started out in is where you uh, end up at for the most part. Not not 100%, but, you know, but uh, so that one we talked about for HO scale, you know, code 100, code 83, code 70, code 55, all that stuff. Later on, which we'll discuss this here after a while, we had Benjamin on who is an end scaler. And we talked about this in episode, I'm looking right now, folks, uh, episode, well, 35, actually. Um, he kind of talked about end scale track. So we'll be moving on to that shortly. Um, number nine, episode nine, we actually talked about interchange beyond the basement and this one was really it, it it was a an idea i have done it in the past but it was doing it physically with cars moving cars and stuff like that um i enjoy doing that i have not done that yet with my new railroad that i'm building but I know I'm also wanting to do a virtual thing. So as a prime example, Benjamin, who lives in Arizona, not only does he live, you know, how many hours away from me here in Iowa, but he also models H or I'm sorry, N scale. So if, you know, that's going to be kind of hard, even if we did live in the same city or, or close to each other, it would be kind of hard for me to, put my HO scale on his layout and vice versa is end scale on my layout. So that's where the virtual uh, interchange comes into play. And we discussed that some through there. Um, and for the record, we actually have set up um, a uh, virtual interchange page on our fa on Facebook. It is, it's actually, it's a group. And you do have to request to join it, and that's to keep the spam out, the the fake accounts and all that stuff out. And I've already rejected several um, because they didn't answer the questions and so on and so forth, all that good stuff, and over looking over their profiles. Yeah, and that's not what we need in that group. But it's my MR or MRT exchange. I'm sorry, or MRT interchange. That's what it is. Um, so head on over there and check that out if you're on Facebook. So then we move on to episode 10. And this was um, a good talk about using slide electrical switches for turnout control. And it's a good solid way. And it's not a new idea. Uh, I've seen it on, in groups and I've seen it in model railroad and stuff, but it it's a Good way if you have a smaller layout and you don't want or have the room necessarily for, you know, like the, uh, what are they, the Caboose Industries or whatever, ground throws and stuff, you can actually drop a small switch in and takes up a little less space. But then you can also use that switch if you buy, if you use the right switch to control signals. If, you know, if you're wanting to have signals to help you determine which way that switch is thrown, you know? So that, that was my main goal for my layout for using those. And I was sharing that. And then we talked about locomotive maintenance. We didn't dive in to 
like the immense depths of it of tearing apart the wheels and the gears and stuff like that but just a standard you know okay hey you get a new locomotive whether it's brand new or new to you take the shell off throw some uh grease in that kind of thing so if you are just getting into the hobby or you've been in and or and maybe you just got that locomotive whether it's new or used check out episode 10 we give you some ideas um for maintaining those locomotives and getting them up to par episode 11 we talked about a dcc programming track and you may think well okay yeah you need a programming track but what we we went a little bit further with that in the aspect of on my layout i have it's it's actually where the engines fuel uh the the locomotives fuel their fueling facility I actually threw in a double pull, double throw switch, and I have it connected both to my DCC track power, plus I have it on the other side, I have it connected to the programming wires. Um, so I can pull a locomotive in there, flip the switch and do my programming right there, flip the switch back down and do my testing, whatever. And the main purpose of, for me doing that is A, I don't have a lot of extra space, so, I didn't want to have, and you know, I didn't want to have a different spot for a programming track. Um, another big reason for that is when you've got detailed locomotives, like I just got a couple SD40-2s from Broadway Limited. They're the new Paragon 4 and the fine detail that is on these locomotives, the little wind shades or whatever you call them. Uh, and whatnot the bells and the horns you don't really want to be handling your locomotives uh, that often or that much if you can help or keep from doing that so that's where that comes in we kind of explained what we did and how we did it and uh yeah the other thing we talked about was industry planning whether you are in the building stage or maybe you you are you have your track laid and you've got some industries but you're starting to think hey you know i i i want a few more and and so we we just went into that and we just um no, and a lot of this stuff folks it's it's stuff i've read or seen on in groups and i'm just sharing it with you what i found so um yeah so if you're if you're um look like it's that's a good episode if you're in the building stage but episode 12 we moved into what kind of modeler are you and this one actually got me a lot of feedback and all and it was very it was actually all good feedback uh and basically we were asking are you an armchair modeler a casual modeler or are you like a full-time modeler kind of thing and that was um like i said i think that was one of the more prominent episodes that prompted more people to respond which was great I, I that's that's what we're looking for on this podcast is to hear from you what you like what you want um and that actually if i remember correctly that episode is actually what introduced if eric who has been on here a couple different times and he's going to be on more folks but 
um, that's what kind of introduced, got him going and he reached out to me and we talked about it and, and, and that's what got our friendship going. So, um, and then we also did a review of the model railroad Academy, uh, online. Very cool. Check it out. I still go there. I'm not saying every day, but I go there at least half a dozen times a month at minimum. So episode 13, we discussed selecting a decoder and decoder installation basics. So you get that locomotive, uh, you're already set up at DCC, or you're looking at getting into DCC and you're looking, okay, I got these locomotives. What, uh, what kind of decoder do I need to get? What coder sh- decoder should I get for my locomotive? Because it gets seen all the time in a lot of groups of, well, I've got this, what decoder will work? And, and I get people like to reach out and ask and get other opinions, but we kind of go in and give you the basics of what you need to look for. A, to be able to run that your locomotive, how you want, but be what you want to do with that locomotive, whether lights or sound or whatever. So, and then the decoder installation basics, we kind of just went over, okay, you know, we didn't go in real depth because every locomotive is different um, on, on the installation. So, but we gave you some basics and then we did a review of the Digitrax DH126D decoder. And yeah, it's a good decoder. I got it. I installed it in some of my locomotives and, and after nine months, they're still running good and strong. So episode 14, we talked about sub roadbed options, whether it be plywood, foam, you know, all that stuff. So that's a good one. If you're rebuilding or building a railroad or looking at getting into model railroading and trying to figure out, go to episode 14. Uh, there's really not a lot to say to it because there's really not a lot of options out there, but uh, we did get that episode out. And I felt because it it was at the stage where I was, okay, I, I done plywood already or OSB. And I'm like, I was at that stage of, okay, am I going to stay with OSB or am I going to switch to foam? That kind of thing. And a side note, as of right now, I've decided that I'm going to stick with the OSB to finish the bottom. But when I go to my second level, I think I may switch over to like that pink or blue foam, whatever is available. So extruded foam. And then we did a review of the great Western steam up, uh, Blu-ray, DVD, whatever you want to call it, because those fine folks over there had sent it to us, and we gave you a review on that. Um, episode 15, yes, we're not quite halfway through this yet, but episode 15, we had Benjamin from Arizona on for the first time. Uh, we discussed his layout, roadbed, DCC versus DC, because he runs DC. Um, his layout is a smaller shelf layout, it more or less kind of just a switching layout because of his living, uh, or I should say space restraints that he has. So he is limited to a small switching layout and he's an end scaler. So that helps that give him, that helps give him a little bit more railroad in the small space that he does have, or he's able to allocate to that. So we just dis- discussed that. Episode 16, this was 
built off of, okay, you've laid your track, or I should say you've got your bench work down, you've laid your track, you've got power running, you've got locomotives and cars on the railroad, and you've been running them around. Well, you need to have some place for them to go and stuff. So we discussed structures, wood, plastic, paper. Um, there's a variety out there. There's that you can mix them. And we actually did a review either somewhere on there. I don't remember where, but in one of our episodes, we did a review on modelbuildings.org and their paper, in a sense, you download it, you, you go on, you buy either the individual building or they have kits in a sense together, will give you several buildings. You download it and you can print it on your inkjet or, or, or laser color printer and you cut them out build it and you can take them into Photoshop or whatever your photo editing software that you use is. And you can change the signs, you can weather them more, whatever. Um, we discussed the advantages, disadvantage between the three. And it, I felt it gave you kind of a good, like a normal every good day guy kind of thing. Not, not some, like sometimes you get in the magazines when they, give you a review of products you almost feel and i'm not saying all the time and i'm that's where i'm not and i'm not saying it's just one magazine model railroad magazine but you kind of feel like okay they're trying to maybe they're being paid to to uh push you towards one or the other so um and then we also discussed weathering products using the old trusty standby of indie ink and alcohol and and that kind of thing so um, then episode 17, using everyday items to help you model. So that stemmed from, uh, you know, where I work at, I'm a, I'm a truck mechanic. I work on semis and semi trailers and stuff like that. So I come across stuff being an HO scale. And if I was, and I'm looking at actually building a G scale layout outside May I'd like to start at this in 2024. I don't know if I'm going to get that far. Um, I, I haven't even planned it, but, but I, it, I'm thinking about it, but you know, I get sometimes get access to parts or broken parts that I'm replacing with new parts that obviously I'm replacing them. They're not no good there. So we're just throwing them away, but with an open mind and always, you know, keep it in the back of your head of modeling your projects. Okay. I know I would like to do this and, oh, that's about the right scale size. That looks like that would work for this, you know, maybe silo or, or, um, this part to get this industry done. So that, that's kind of what that came from. Also, you know, even, even down to storage, um, I install like GPS and electronic log books and stuff like that in these trucks because the DOT requires them. And one company, they send those the, to install the system. You get two boxes and they're smaller boxes, but they're nice heavyweight boxes and they're perfect for storage. And all we do is throw them away. So that's, that's kind of where that stemmed from. I, I, I was bringing them home and I have them marked with labels, you know, and it's, it's nice, easy storage for your small parts and stuff. So that's what that was about. Always keeping your mind open when you're out and about or whatever, um, whether at work or play, whatever. 
looking for things that you may be able to use for your railroad. And then we talked about the model railroad revolution. And that is basically try to talk to somebody once a week, once every couple of weeks about model railroad. And the whole purpose of this model railroad revolution is I'm not saying the hobby's dying. Um, some people will disagree, but it's not out there as much. Let's face it. Kids growing up now, they're, they've got the electronics, they've got their phones, you know, and I'm not saying all, but um, a, a good chunk of children nowadays just don't have what we had when we grew up, how we got started in this hobby. So why not when you have the opportunities to take advantage of, even if it's just as simple as you're leaving work and somebody says, oh, any big plans for the weekend? Oh, I'm just going to go home and work on the railroad. And then you catch their eye, you tell them about it, you know? And, and it's actually to the point now that like I've been doing it and I would say, if not on a daily basis and every other day, I can't talk today. Every other day basis, um, at least one coworker either asked me a question or, Hey, I saw this when I was there and blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's not necessarily to try to draw people in. It's just to get it out there because you know what, even if they're not interested in model trains or maybe they were when they were a kid, but it's not, it doesn't fit them now or, or, you know, whatever they, We'll hear somebody else say something and talk to them. Oh, I know somebody or I work with somebody that does that, you know, and that's what it's about is just to kind of get the chit chat and talking, get this, the buzz going on more or less is what that is designed for. So if you can jump aboard the model railroad revolution, that would be great. So episode 18, we're moving on to Eric O joins us. Uh, we talked about real railroading and one inch scale model railroading. Eric is from Nebraska. He does the one inch scale. He's building, he's actually got a YouTube channel, uh, called war bonds. Check him out over there. He's building a one inch scale S or I'm sorry. I always mess up SD. It's GP 60 M, uh, Santa Fe, I believe is the model he's actually going for. Um, and I've been following them or I follow them and watch them uh, anytime a new video comes out. And it's just so cool to watch how they build those big scales because it's like, you know, RHO scale. Okay. You buy a, a locomotive, whether it's ready to run or not, um, your shells together and this and that. And it's a, it's a totally not a hundred percent, but a good like 90% different process on how the one inch scale guys have to build their equipment and stuff. So, um, check them out. But we also talked about some of his real rail railroading cause he is a model or not a model. Well, he's a model engineer, but, um, he is a railroad engineer by trade. So if, if you want a good episode to listen to, uh, you know, kind of comparing the, the one inch scale and, and, and the real life railroading to modeling and stuff, that's a good episode. Episode eight. One eight eighteen. Then in episode 19, Benjamin joins us again. And we had a discussion between steam or diesel and what, what we preferred. And, and then we, uh, also talked about the pros and cons of like a modular layout. 
versus a permanent layout. So there again, if that's a real good one, getting two different perspectives, if you are looking at coming into the hobby or you are um, maybe wanting to, you're, you're rebuilding your railroad or you're, you know, changing, okay, I want to go from steam to diesel or diesel to steam or whatever, that would be a good one for you to listen to um, with the different points of views on it. Um, episode 20, we talk about adding cars and locomotives to your roster and not just, okay, you have a spreadsheet or whatever, but what do you do? You know, or do you use car cards? So like, as an example, me, when I get a new rail car, whether it's brand new or new to me, kit or not, uh, ready to run, I have standards and I actually just recently added a standard to my standards um, before it hits my railroad. And that is A, it's got to have metal wheel sets, all metal wheel sets. Um, yes, you can get, I think it's Atlas that they do, and I believe Walters does it too. They're metal wheels, but the axle is plastic. Well, eventually plastic will warp and whatnot. Um, so I, that's one of my standards for my rail cars that for them to hit my railroad, they have to have metal, all metal wheel sets. They have to have KD number 58 couplers. Um, if they have number five couplers, let's say I'm out of number 58s, but I'm usually not, but you know, fives would be okay, but they have to have KD couplers because I, I, I like the reliability of them, you know, and then, um, you know, then now I just recently added because I'm modeling basically 2000, the year 2000 newer. And since 2005, rail cars have had to had or have to have reflective striping down the sides of them, whether yellow or white. So I am actually in the process. Not only am I getting new rail cars in or new to me rail cars and stuff like that. So not only am I bringing them up to standards, but I am also updating my current fleet with the reflective striping because that's how I want to do it. It's my railroad. I want to model, but, but it also goes into, um, we talked about, you know, adding car cards and stuff like that. Um, not, not why you add car cards or do that kind of thing, but what, if, if you're going to do it, do it early because <laughs> it's a pain in the butt to get, to, to get caught up or start after you've got several, you know, lots and lots of cars and stuff. So, um, then we talked about in that episode 20 using crushed walnut shells for ballast. And I ended up doing a video, I believe it was, on one of my channels showing the crushed walnut shells. I uh, actually jumped ahead and laid ballast down in my one yard earlier than I would like to have, but I wanted to get the video out and stuff. And if you're on a budget, it's the way to go because you end up with more bang for your buck. And that's because I, I don't remember all the details without going back, but it ended up being even buying the gray pigment to put in, to mix in with your, your crushed walnut shells or whatever, you know, red pigment, whatever, to get it to the color you want. You still end up ahead a little less expensive than, you know, buying uh, Woodland Scenics ballast or whatever. Um, not cutting down Woodland Scenics, 
no way. But if you're on a budget and like me, with me building my railroad, my main goal now, and I'm, I've actually got my rail cars, I'm, I've got a good stock of rail cars right now and what's coming in. So I'm backing off buying those for right now. But now my main goal is basically turn to track, purchasing track turnouts. Um, and it's going to be once I get that in, probably after the first year, buying more lumber to get the bottom of my or the bottom level of my layout done and to start working on the upper level. So if you if you say already have cars, you're, you're happy with your roster of cars and locomotives and you you know you're on a budget and you know this is a good way to save a little bit of money by doing your own ballast um so you can down the road put money elsewhere and that doesn't mean that you can't convert over to say woodland scenics ballast again or anything like that you know when when the time comes and you're able to but you know it 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 gives you an option for what is out there so with just a little bit of work, you know, and then the last thing we did, Evans Designs, um, they sent us, they were so gracious. Uh, EvanDesigns.com is where you need to go to check them out. But they were so gracious in sending us some products of theirs that we did reviews on. And I'm telling you folks, excellent, excellent, excellent. I'm saying it again, excellent products, excellent people to deal with. They are friendly. They're, they're quick at shipping. Their, their packaging is excellent. You don't have to worry about it getting damaged. At least they did their job. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, so we did a review on that. So we're going to take another break. Yes, because we still have, uh, we're going to be jumping after break to episode 21. And we have all the way up to 36 to talk about. So we still have a few left to do. So when we come back from break, we are going to jump to episode 21 and getting into the hobby and yeah so stick around and we'll be back again very shortly if you like our podcast check out our videos on youtube and tiktok we have a variety of videos for you to enjoy along with live videos as well head on over to youtube or tiktok and find us under model railroad talk today Join the Model Railroad Revolution. Go on over to patreon.com forward slash model railroad talk and become a premium supporter. By becoming a premium supporter, you get added benefits such as an exclusive private Facebook group, live videos while we record, access to the latest episode before anyone else, and more. Your support helps us continue to grow and support the Model Railroad Revolution. Go on over to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Model Railroad Talk to become a premium member today. And we are back from break, yes, yet again. This is definitely, as you may tell, a longer episode, but it is the last episode of 2023. So we wanted to give you something a little bit different. And uh, so, yeah, we'll get back to the, uh, I guess you could call it a countdown <laughs> um, or recap. But anyways, um, episode 21, we 
talked about getting into the hobby, just the general, um, if you're new, if you're, or I shouldn't say if you're new to the hobby, cause that would already be in the hobby. But if you're looking at getting into the hobby, we gave you some tips and, and, and what to look for and stuff like that. Um, and then we gave you an update on our railroad. We were building the Iowa Eastern. Um, and then we did a review on the model railroaders handbook by Kalmbach media, which is a very, very good book. I, use it all the time still to this day um episode 22 keeping the hobby alive and not getting burnt out in the hobby we kind of i uh, this stemmed from uh i was in one of those stages in my railroad where my budget wasn't allowing me to purchase you know more lumber for my bench work and more or, and i had track and then i ended up was able to buy more bench work and got more track work done. But then I didn't, I ran out of track basically. So, uh, you know, that's it. But then I was all, I, I always had something going on and I just was, it, it's one of those things where we, we discussed, you know, different ways in the hobby that you can still do stuff with the hobby, whether it's physically modeling, actively modeling or sitting back being a, uh, uh armchair modeler you know sometimes being an armchair modeler is is the way to go you know gives you a break you can still be thinking about this hobby that we love of model railroading but yet sometimes i know there's weeks that i am just exhausted from work in my mind my mind is saying yes you want to go down and model but my body's saying nope you're not doing that you know i get home from work i take my shower and I sit down in my chair and guess what? That's all that happens other than maybe picking up a, my a copy of Model Railroader or, um, you know, my tablet and reading up on stuff. So, uh, yeah. And then we go on to episode 23 where we talked about structures, but the difference between plastic and like wood, what we consider craftsman kits um just kind of the differences and advantages disadvantages between building them and stuff like that we didn't really go into necessarily um you know how to build with them but just the differences between them basically episode 24 uh we discussed do you prefer online for your model railroad pleasure or do you prefer like print publications um like me i i'm slowly getting accustomed to having stuff online i just recently purchased a nice tablet not not a and nothing wrong with the inexpensive tablets but i because i've had them uh, through you know for off and on um but i just recently bought a good one uh, an actual samsung um their latest and greatest one but uh not just for that, but for video and, and I can do more things with it because my laptop that I, I do for not only the video stuff, but, uh, this podcast and my model railroading and, 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 and my model railroading business, it's getting to the point that it doesn't work right. And it's a pain in the butt. So the tablet was for that. And I'm slowly getting accustomed to being able to read model railroader on there. 
and and other stuff. And so I like a little bit of both. Um, I still like the I still have my print subscription to Model Railroader. I will always, as long as they offer that print, I'm going to continue to get that because let's just face it, sometimes having a physical book in your hand is better than staring at a screen, you know, and you can flip to it and it's just easier in my opinion. Episode 25, we had Eric on. So at one of our milestones um, was episode 25. Um, on our 25th episode, we had Eric back on as our guest host and he hosted the show. And he talked about getting published, um, completing tasks, Garden Railway, um, talked a little bit about, um, you know, his one, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, one inch scale, <laughs> uh, large scale. And uh, we, we wanted to mix it up for you for our, a little bit for our uh, historic 25th episode, um, which more to come, you know, I mean, we're getting close to 50. We're trying to plan what we hit when we, or what we're going to do for that. But um uh, but that was a good episode. I thought it was very informative. I thought Eric did very, very well on that. Episode 26, we were talking about, and this stemmed from, um, like we said in that episode, I seen in one of the model railroad groups that a person was wanting to build a railroad for their kids or grandkids. And we talked about building or some tips about having layouts for kids or building one for children. Um, start simple, small kids will be kids, you know, uh, get them and keep them involved. Um, which I think is a very, as yet while that was geared more for getting, a, a, a layout set up for children so they can, you know, if you have a, you know, your prized possession layout and you have kids or grandkids that, you know, want to run trains, but you know, you've got super detailed stuff, you know, build them a railroad, even if it's a small, very small one, so they can do what they want with it. And that's what that really is. But a lot of those pointers for that actually tend to carry over into if you are new to the hobby. Uh, and I'm not saying recently come back new, but like new, new to the hobby, you're just getting into it. So um, then we also talked about graffiti or not do you put graffiti on your rail cars or not it seems in certain groups i'm in that is a very controversial uh topic i don't know why let's face it it's our railroads if a person wants graffiti or on their cars then let them have it you know what who cares what others think like we say on here it's your railroad um you know and and but some people Go the extreme with it. And so anyways, we we talk about that. We also did a review of the Steel Highway magazine. Uh, awesome, awesome uh, magazine that you get. It's quarterly, done quarterly. But I mean, these pictures that are in this magazine, and that's basically what it made. 95% of it is, is just these beautiful pictures of of locomotives. And in each episode, or episode each uh issue has kind of a theme like steamers or first gens or f units or passenger or freight you know and uh, check them out if and you can go on to their website steel highway and uh you can buy individual if they're available individual ep or issues 
Um, I recommend you try it, check it if you're not sure if you want to do a, a, a regular subscription. So, all right, we are moving on to episode 27. And in this one, we talked about, and this yet stemmed from one of the model railroad groups I was in that seemed to have, it, it seemed to, it's, it, it, I don't want to say necessarily um, triggered a huge debate, but it triggered a lot of different opinions. Some people, some more stronger than others, but how big of a DCC system do you need? Um, you know, there was talks of people, oh, this is all you need, blah, blah, blah. But then there's others that got into the, I mean, complete technical side of things. And, and while I'm not saying one is right and one is wrong, you know, it, 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 it really prompted me to think, okay, well, where do I stand on this? Which, you know, I, I hope by now in this uh, podcast, you realize I try to stay neutral. You know what? I try to stay middle ground because who's to say what I do for my railroad and what I might recommend if you reached out to us and you said, hey, what's your opinion on this? I'll give you our opinion, my opinion, but I don't expect you to take that and follow it to a T. You know, you have to do what's right for you with this hobby. In the end, guess what, folks? Say it with me. It's your railroad. Um, we also talked about LED versus incandescent bulbs in locomotives and the differences, the advantages, the disadvantages. Um, we also did a review of the Evan Designs Thunder Kit. So they have a lightning kit that they sent us. We did a review on, uh, which is really, really cool. Well, they came up with a Thunder, which is uh, basically it's a Thunder soundboard that you get a speaker you, and they have like three sizes of speakers, but it's a 12 volt setup. And I think you can order it. I think it comes like a less, a smaller voltage, but you can order it uh, 12 volt. I don't remember all the details, but anyways, it's, it's in that episode but uh very very cool i can't wait it's and, and when i say this this is going to be a while before i get to this point but i can't wait to to get that actually on the layout and up and running and and have it set up with a switch so when somebody comes over they can get it hit like a push button and have it go so um we move on to episode 28 outside the box for building uh meaning going beyond what the mainstream does when building a railroad and that would that could be anything from you know something and we mainly talked about using like topper tape for roadbed and you know to okay you know my layout i'm majority of it's half inch osb but i have some of it where i'm using two pieces of quarter inch stacked on top of each other because at the time that's all i had in the end, it works. It does what it needs to do. It's stable. In the end, that's that's um, that's that's what it's about. Does it work for you? Does it does, does the trains work? Does the track work? If it does, you know, uh, that's that's all that matters, folks. It's your railroad. Remember. And then we also talked about using the small guy for getting details and stuff like that. And that, uh, and in the next episode, which we're going to talk about that, that stemmed from my interaction with a few, 
um, I want to say not full, like full scale manufacturers. These, these are people that, you know, say have a 3d printer or, um, um, Oh, uh, a laser machine kind of thing, you know, where they can cut out wood, wood, you know, like, uh, what the craftsman kits have, they can do that kind of stuff. And they're, they're trying to make special stuff and, and, you know, and they want to make a small business, nothing to get rich and be a millionaire off of, but they enjoy doing that. So that, you know, that's what, you know, sometimes going to those, what we're calling the small guy, you're going to get probably the same quality, if not maybe better. There's a chance, you know, some of them aren't that well, but you know, Hey, teach, you know, it, quality is all in the eye of the beholder. Let's face it. Um, so check that one out. That's really cool. Uh, episode 29, we talked about detailing rail cars. Um, and, and, and kind of what, uh, I, and I went through kind of like what I do to get a car ready to go onto my railroad, what I do what I, I kind of, what I require for my cars to, in a sense, hit the rails of my railroad. Um, we also talked about using an eraser to get rid of lettering and for weathering and that kind of thing. And then this kind of stems from episode 28, what we just talked about was we did a review of Jono's Junction. It's a gentleman that I had some interaction with and I had purchased some of his uh, items. And I'm telling you, um, he's got some great items, great detail. They come to you ready to use. Um, but that there, again, that goes back to the smaller guy. You know, I try to, when I find something and obviously I'm not going to just buy model railroad products just to buy them. I mean, I will, for doing reviews for this podcast, but on the flip side of it, you know, if I can't, if it's not something that I don't think I'm going to be able to give away or, you know, use them on the Iowa Eastern or what have you, I'm not going to necessarily purchase it. But this guy has, Jono's Junction has some great detail products. And I know he's, he's always working on trying to get to create new products that, and he does all these. So check them out. Then we move on to episode 30. And in episode 30, we talked about keep the model railroad fire burning without physically modeling, which would be going back to where we talked about, um, you know, uh, basically not losing interest or like when you're tired, like me, like I stated earlier, when I get home from work, I'm physically to the point I, I, I just don't physically and even so partially mentally not in the mood to be going to the basement and working on the railroad, even if it's something easy, minor. Um, what are ways to keep your model railroad fire burning? Or, you know, let's face it, sometimes we get into a dry spell where, you know, it, it just, you know, no matter what, it could be life, it could be, it could be finances, it could be anything that keeps us from doing what we love. But we discuss ways and ideas of how to keep, you know, the love of this hobby going so it doesn't fizzle out. Um, 
I know that happens. I know there's been times and even more recently in the last few weeks, um, I want to say within the last month I've had, like, I woke up in the morning getting ready and leaving for work. And I'm like, I got to chill out from this because my mind, even I've, I caught myself at that point where my mind, I was at work and doing my job, you know, doing it properly and stuff. But I still was thinking about trains and, and that, that morning that I thought this, it was okay. I need to back off. Well, then when I backed off, you know, to give my mind a break, um, I backed off like almost completely for almost a week. And then it was like, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. And I don't feel like, but that's what we were talking about. Keep the model railroad fire burning without physically modeling, you know, which, you know, happens, especially, you know, especially around the holidays, everybody's busy, you know, so that would be a good episode. If you feel like you're in a slump with your modeling, go to episode 30 and listen to it and get some of the ideas, especially right now where holidays are going to be tough to do that stuff. So episode 31, we, uh, Oh, going back to episode 30. Um, we give you an update on the Iowa Eastern railroad as well. So moving on to 31, we talk about DCC again. Um, only we talk about the CV configuration variables for as far as speed tables and how to initially set up um, your locomotive. If, or, and, and this would be for DCC users. Um, talking about Digitrax, you can go to digitrax.com and they have under, without me looking, they have under, I want to say it's their tech support or, or help. I don't remember exactly, but they have where you, uh, the DCC decoder manual you can download. Now, while not a hundred percent of that'll work for, say, if you, you have, you've got a Broadway limited or you've got a different decoder, but as far as like the speed tables to set it up for like a switcher, a road switcher, a mainline locomotive, that kind of thing, that those CVs never change. That's part of what NMRA helped set the standard for on C, uh, D, DCC. Um, we kind of talk about that. Um, we give you an update again on the Iowa Eastern Railroad. And then we talked about modelbrickyard.com. That was something I'd seen. I think it was in one of my Facebook groups I'm in. Um, I was always a little leery about going. I don't always just go to a website because let's face it. There's a lot of websites out there that are eh, iffy. Um, but I went there and it's free to go to. You basically can go on there. It's kind of like the buildings from modelbuildings.org. Um, that concept, but you can go on there and you you basically print off sheets that are they look like brick. And you can go on there and select like European or American, and you can kind of select your brick color, your mortar color, and you know, your your alignment for your bricks and stuff. And it's all free thanks to them. So um, check that out. And then we went to episode 32, which we talk about how do you prefer your modeling? So this stemmed from, we gave you an update. So we're going to kind of go backwards with this episode. Uh, we went to the Quad City Society of Model Engineers open house that Saturday. And, and which was great. So if you're ever around the quad cities, uh, Illinois, uh, look them up and see if, if, and reach out to them and maybe they'll let you see it. It's, it's a 
it's a huge layout. So probably one of the biggest ones here in the area. So, um, but we, we stem from that of how do you prefer your modeling? Do you like just to do it solo? Uh, how about a small group like friends or whatever, or do you prefer the club setting or maybe a combo of both or all of them? And we just kind of go into a little bit of the positives and, and negatives of each one. And you know, what, what, what do we, how do we like to model? As an example, I kind of like them all, but for me, my time doesn't allow for all. So I'm right now modeling solo, but that doesn't mean that if I had, you know, a couple friends call me up and say, Hey, can we come over and help you build your railroad? I don't care if they know anything about it or not. Yeah. Come on over. I can teach you, you know? So that's how, that's kind of how I look at things, but that's where, uh, Episode 32, if you're kind of thinking that way, especially this time of year, people are getting train sets um, or just gotten train sets, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, kind of something to think about. So episode 33, we talked about roadbed. So should you use it? Um, and we go through the advantages, the disadvantages. Well, I should say, let me back up here. Uh, we go through, you know, the different kinds of roadbed and um, should you use it? There are different, depending on what you're modeling, how you're modeling, and, and let's face it, what scale you're modeling, there's different styles. There's Coke there, or Coke, uh, cork, can't talk tonight. Uh, cork, foam, homosote, um, and the foam, you know, is like the Woodland Scenics, or that even goes into like the topper tape kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> but if you do use it, um, like Benjamin, we talked about how he's, you know, he's stated to me that, you know, if he has a foam top, if he, if he's using like that extruded foam, he'll lay it right down sometimes and then cut his ditches and stuff. So there is, there's, there's several ways to do this. Um, you can look online and see, oh, this is the only way to do it. Or, you know, you have to do it this way. You got to you got to figure out what's best for you. So that would be a good episode if you're at that stage of okay, you've got your bench work up or your your table set up. Now, what do I, you know, I'm not sure where to go. Go to episode 33, listen to that. It'll give you some good insight, some good things to think about and hope maybe hopefully help you decide how you want to go about building, you know, do you want to use roadbed if so, what kind, that kind of thing. And then we talked about starting a model railroad podcast, just giving you guys some tips and uh, tips is a, I, I guess that's a, a little bold statement. I don't mean it that way, but, uh, basically what I, what I've learned to starting this podcast. 34, we talked about couplers, horn hook, knuckle, uh, the pros and cons of each of them. Um, you know, just basically a lot that, that episode was all about couplers. Let's just put it that way. So if there, again, if you're new to the hobby or maybe you're coming back to the hobby and you, you maybe don't quite remember, go to episode 34, especially if you've got cars, if you're coming back to the hobby or new to the hobby and you've got cars that say have different styles of couplers or they're not connecting, go to that one. That'll be, uh, give you some, uh, good points of view on things. We're almost done here, folks. We've got two more we're going to talk about. So episode 35, Benjamin joins us again. 
Uh, we talked about uh, modeling in prototype or freelance or proto freelance modeling. And what the kind of the differences as far as how we see things, what the differences is between the prototype modeling, the freelance modeling or the proto freelance modeling. Um, it was it was a good discussion with him. It was good to get uh, somebody else's point of view on things like that. And then he went in to talk a little bit about end scale track and couplers to give you guys a little bit different view because uh, I'm HO. So a lot of what I talk about is coming from an HO point of view. Now, granted, a lot of stuff can be, it crosses over N H O O whatever but it's good to hear from somebody who models a different scale. So we're, we were excited to have that for an episode. Finally, the last episode, not of the year, because the one you're listening to right now, folks, is the last one of the year. But the last one, the second to last one we did was episode 36, DCC and the options that you get with that compared to, say, DC. Now, this was not a, uh, you know, comparison between DCC and DC uh, and regular DC. It was more a discussion of what can you do with DCC? I've, I've seen it a lot in the groups and people, people asking, okay, well, I just, I got this DCC system or this locomotive and, and okay, other than running cars, I'm new to DCC. What can they, you know, what, what did I spend all this money for? And, there's got to be more to it, you know? So that's kind of what that was. We gave you some of the main options and, and, uh, positives, advantages, whatever you want to call it, that DCC gives you. And then we discussed if you're modeling, uh, modern times, you need reflective tape on your rail cars, folks. If you're modeling anything 2005 or newer, uh, the AAR, we go into the AAR, rules but they they basically cars have to have reflective striping on them if they're on the railroads so we kind of go in and talk about that we talk about how i'm doing it with actually using reflective vinyl which is way cool folks uh you'll have to check out our youtube and our tiktok channel because we're gonna be doing videos on there of that but also you know the the various ways up to this point uh you know decals and stuff like that so uh yeah so there you have it folks 36 episodes and there you have it i'm not going to say a full year because it wasn't a full year we didn't start until april 28th with this podcast so that's why there's only including this final episode of 2023 37 however next year which is not that far away we will have 52 by the, uh, you know, good Lord willing, we'll have 52 by the end of the year. So we should uh, have something there, but we have a lot in store for next year for 2024. Uh, we're getting ready to set up having uh, kind of like an ask, basically ask a real life locomotive engineer things. So we're looking forward to doing episodes with that. We are looking at bringing somebody else onto this podcast on a more regular basis. Uh, I guess a part-time co-host as well. So plus doing more videos and um, that kind of thing on our YouTube and TikTok channels. So we're excited about that. 
and we're going to try to start working on being able to do kind of live more live more interactive stuff with you fine folks my friends here that are listening to me so um i hope you all if if you got this episode before new year's eve which is when this comes out uh i wish you all a safe and happy new year's eve uh and new years if you don't listen to this until after i hope you had a safe and happy new years thank you thank you for supporting me all the likes and shares and listens and the feedback and the email and and uh, that's what kept me going to get to episode 37 and more after this so we are looking forward to a great 2024 we hope everybody had a great 2023 and you know, it, it's just great to be able to go back through all this and it helps put some like put some fuel to the fire for ideas and getting things lined up for next year, which is just a few days away. So I want to thank you for listening to this extra long episode, about an extra 40 minutes, I think. But, you know, I think if you listen to us from the beginning whether you did or you started listening to us somewhere in the middle or whatever and maybe you haven't listened to all the episodes or you have and you've forgotten some it's a good way to go back hey you know i do remember that i want to listen to that again but always 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 remember reach out to us model railroad talk at gmail.com then you can also go over to our website www.modelrailroadtalk.com and everything on that site uh as far as the interactions and stuff is free signing up to get into the forums and stuff it's free um so and our, we've got our facebook page model railroad talk we have a private group which anybody can join uh m uh mrt interchange which is um for interchange beyond the basement we're getting that group set up you know um if you're if you like this podcast and you'd like to help support it head on over to patreon.com forward slash model railroad talk and become a premium supporter. Uh, there's a couple different levels there. Um, you can check that out. Check us out on YouTube and TikTok, which is, uh, you know, same name model railroad talk. And we have some new equipment in and coming in. So next episode, if we can get the equipment all set up in time, my voice, things may sound slightly different, but that's because we have uh, finally reached the funding to be able to upgrade not only uh, our microphone, but also we just ordered a new mixer board. So hopefully that'll take care of like you hear this cracking right now, which I don't get why we're getting it because I'm not touching anything. So <laughs> anyways, I want to thank you all for sticking with me this year and and helping me make this better you're all friends yes you're listening your listeners but you're more than that if you stuck with me all year we're friends so until next episode folks keep your train on the tracks